it up with. Yeah, this is an this is an IBM uh, deep deep AI testing round. Oh. Well, speaking of which, authenticity. We're going to be mm-hmm. talking about you know authenticity today. Yeah, and... yeah. What is authentic? Yeah. Uh, real quick thing up front. Um, very routinely, I'll mention the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, which uh, is a fantastic resource. It's free. Uh, very well written. You know, some of them are more complicated than others. There's a great entry piece on authenticity here for anyone who's interested. I made a special note here in my outline on this, just for anyone who's interested. This was easily like if you just read the first paragraph or two of this article, this is probably one of the best, cleanest, most easily accessible intros to a topic I've ever seen. It was just like so on point. Um, so you wouldn't, you know, you don't have to read the whole 10 page article, but it's, it's really well-written. So yeah, totally agree. Uh, why do you think that, uh, there were some substantive changes in 2020? I read that in the notes. Um, thoughts on that to be more authentic. No, I genuinely, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Uh, I, I had a, like, I don't, I could be incorrect on that, but maybe like uh there's a connection to um you know all these people who you know you know write the text and 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 are in control of like what goes down in that paperwork and you know since 2014 i don't know from what i have seen but uh be your authentic self has been like plastered like it's, it's, I, I would say like on Google searches or hashtags or whatever, even if it's me, you know, I, I see that as being like a really big uh, singular term set in multiple different ways that has come up since then. So I was wondering if like why there was substantive in their words, substantive, um, I know to say that, but changes uh, on in 2020. I wonder if they like are connected somehow to you know, people's perceptions of what the word means, right? And therefore now they have to like, you know, do more research or like add more text. Any thoughts on that is a possibility? Yeah, I mean, it, it could, I mean, I, I think that's a very real possibility. I mean, on, on the kind of innocuous end of the spectrum, you know, I know they regularly update things, so it could have just been that time, but on the more, yeah, more substantive side of things, I think that's a very real possibility. And actually one of the most interesting parts of the article that I found that we, you know, may get a chance to discuss today, or, you know, I thought this was so big, it, it could easily be a two-parter, but um, they talked about the history of the notion. Um, you know, they talked about how sincerity used to mean like beating true to oneself so that one could ultimately be true to others versus this notion of authenticity, which goes you know, along with like Rousseau and the formation of society and like being true to oneself, even in the face of societal pressures that are put on one. So um, I think now with the resurgence of the discussion of authenticity, yeah, that definitely could have been a, a springboard for them to like get deep into like, where did this come from? And why is it so popular now? And uh, I also noticed that they connected it, like one of the critiques, I mean, I'm sure you've seen like narcissism, that's that's like yeah. a yeah. a buzzword these days too. And they were talking about one of the criticisms of authenticity is it can lapse into narcissism and um of course, all, all all these things like Aristotle talks about, right? There, there's a mean between two extremes, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to have confidence, but not be cocky. And so, but yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, that certainly could have been a springboard to uh, update it, certainly. Yeah. And even if it's not, it's probably uh, uh, particular to the times, right? Where I think the 
you know, the uh, more people inside the digital platform, uh, a lot more individuals having access to a lot more information. And therefore, society now has, regardless of how it's turning out, uh, the ability to use or abuse uh, particular words, right? So now you, you don't even really know, I think, what it really means. And so, you know, uh, authenticity in its uh, greatest virtue has probably been used, you know, incorrectly because of that great virtue, because of the times, you know, like, which, which does make sense, right? But, but, but does it? And I think that's what we'll get after, which hopefully will grow some people's minds, not just in fitness, but just authenticity itself. Uh, I'm highly interested in that, not only because of the connection to autonomy um, and physical autonomy and the things that we talk about and praise and, and kind of strive for, but um, I think uh, more so this indirect uh, uh, issue that I think is present when you discuss this of people having to deal with what they come up with as their authentic self. I think that's the, I think that's the, like, yeah, I think that's, I'm sensing that that's the tension. It's like, well, we're just using this word. It's like, but then, but then deep down when you ask the question, you go through it more and more. It's like, is that really my authentic self? And why aren't you happy as a general term for a lot of people? Why aren't you happy with that? Right. And uh, anyways, so love the yeah. topic. Uh I also agree, as I've said that already, uh, and thank you for answering on the 2020 possibilities, because um, it's not like a Wikipedia entry, uh, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I guarantee, I'm not going to speak for them, but I can guarantee you that uh, SEP are like, they don't just like, oh, yeah, just add that in, you know, it's like there's, there's probably lots of, you know, it's like, oh, you know, let's make sure we have like 17 meetings and a review board and, you know, et cetera, you know. Right. All the scholars about the consequences of it. You know, I'm sure that's that's how the process happens. Correct. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of articles that have not been updated. Similarly, probably because they haven't reached a cultural zeitgeist of some sort or another. Um, so, yeah, I, I suspect that's probably true. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's cool. So. Uh, off we go. So let's talk about authenticity in relation to philosophy, and then we'll talk about authenticity in relation to fitness. So um, what does the word authentic mean? So typically, we'll start off with kind of a definition here. And I, I like the way the SCP article frame this. So typically, when we talk about authentic, we mean the genuine article, the real deal. Um, you know, one, the strong sense of this would be undisputed authorship. Um you know, just went to go see a, uh, have you ever been to one of these Van Gogh or the immersive experiences? Have you heard of these? God, I'm embarrassed to say that, uh, we have like, honestly, from what I've heard, a really good one in downtown Phoenix. I've even like eaten at a place like right next to this spot, uh, twice. And I'm embarrassed to say I've not been there yet. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. I, I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, but just made me think of, um, you know, there, there's especially in the art world right this this is a huge thing what it what is the real deal what yeah. is the, what is the true uh van gogh or gauguin or you know uh, that monet type. monet exactly um faithful authentic monet right um 
Sorry, I'm yeah. off track. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just it was making me think. There are certain I forget what artist it is, but it oh. might be Monet. But uh, there's a certain individual who's recently been uh, investigated for keeping uh, confidential documents at his resort. That I was hearing an anecdote the other day that he claims to have an authentic, it's either a Monet or whatever, in his house. Uh, that's very clearly not but just like we'll go down fighting that it is. Yeah. Okay. Think, uh, so just, yeah, maybe. maybe. I'm rem- yeah. I'm remembering a little bit of that too. I don't know if it was a Monet, but that's maybe why I said money. I don't even know why that came up, but it could have been because that little tidbit that I heard. Yeah. But interesting um, to say something as authentic as to say what it professes to be. So that all sounds good. I think most people have a good initial grasp of what that all means um with regard to objects yeah like what it professes to be certainly sounds it certainly makes sense for objects yeah objects books art um you know i don't know jewelry or what have you but of course what about being authentic as a human being um before we go to the human being aspect yeah please go ahead. yeah i think i think the interesting uh uh stuff you could get into just to understand this at a deeper level is uh, money uh, making or people who make, you know, really good money, uh, like really good looking money. Uh, I think Lex Friedman had a guy on who did it for like 30, 40 years um, and got busted and put in jail and then came out and then he telling the story about how he made this, like the intricacies of making like, and then he talked like how much money that he made and printed. It was crazy. Anyways, that gives you a really good insight into like authenticity, right? And what is authentic, not authentic to them as persons, but the yeah. $100 bill, you know? Oh yeah. The stories behind it are fascinating. I think also uh, uh, dig into, I don't know if you know much about non-fungible tokens and NFTs in the artistry world today for authenticity. A basic amount, but not. Okay. Not. So I think that's, if anyone wants to dig into that too, that'll at least uh, whet your appetite for, you know, what is authentic and the way they're going about doing that today. I think it's extremely interesting, which is really, uh, I think in the future will upend a lot of things. So, yeah. And I mean, again, from the basics that I understand it, almost uh, manufactured authenticity, right? Yes, like, yes. like, you know, in the digital world, there's, it's nothing to make another copy of something, but, but yeah. So we have to have some blockchain way to yeah. distinguish it. Yeah. So that's super interesting. And uh yeah, going back to your first point, yeah, one of my favorite movies is uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Uh, DiCaprio, and there's that scene where he's sitting in uh, jail and Tom Hanks brings in the head of the FBI to see if they he can help out with, like, uh, check fraud. And, like, he whips out the check and within, you know, two seconds, he's like, oh, you know, the the uh, the edges are too uh, perforated yeah. and the ink's too yeah. raised. If you just, you know, this, this profoundly inauthentic person. Yes. <laughs> You know, yeah. talking about the authenticity of this, you know, thing. Exactly. So, was, yeah, yeah. So. Great. Thank you for that too. Great reminder. Uh, Carl and I just uh, uh, talked about that uh, yesterday too, on, on, a, on a similar line. So, great reminder. Great reminder for uh, me and my daughters to watch that one. That's that's that was a good good flick. Yeah, very good flick. Um, so, you know, it, it's all well and good for objects and, you know, obviously there are issues around like, how do we determine authenticity and not saying that there aren't issues, but when we're talking about static items, it's, it's a lot easier to determine, but with dynamic entities like humans, um, you know, as opposed to a Gutenberg Bible, 
Um, what does it mean to be at one with oneself or truly representing oneself? Um, yeah. Yeah. Could you give some reference to myself and the audience too on the, on the Gutenberg Bible? Uh, like timelines and the definition or why you bring it up with regards to authenticity. That was, yeah, that was just an example. And I, I don't, uh, I don't profess to be a uh, expert here with uh, the history of this particular item, but just, you know, the invention of the, the printing press and um, right. you know, could, could someone uh, manufacture something, you know, a simulacrum to, to look exactly like, this thing and how do you determine this was the ink from back then and do you use radioactive carbon dating and like why because uh this bible this one you're speaking of was written uh many times after like the original some original documents uh i'm thinking of the fact the only reason why i asked too is because i think ironically we you talked about it in a soundbite uh in disagreements in fitness i'm not sure why but um, I think it came through there too. And so we've mentioned it again this time. And I was like, geez, let's uh let's get more educated on that particular thing. Was the earliest major book printed using mass-produced movable type in Europe? I think, yeah, I think there are some. And when was that? In it's saying the 1450s. Okay. The book is valued and revered for its high aesthetic and artistic qualities, as well as its historical significance, is okay. in addition to the Latin Vulgate. 49 hmm. copies have survived. And again, like, you know, again, what what does that mean? Like, yeah. how are you able to determine and could someone make a, a copy to then, um, you know, sell and are they using carbon dating and other people from the Catholic Church who are experts? And so, yeah, it's it's. That that's that it was just something that I yeah. had heard before as kind of a unique item that that made me think of that. Okay. Yeah. But uh just to clarify, um so this was written in 14 so 1450 years later than the events that it was written about in this book. Correct. Well, uh I mean, Mainly. depending on which, which which part of the Bible you're talking about, right? I mean, okay. <clears throat> I mean, the Old Testament references things that happened before what's commonly referred to as AD or the Common Era. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so th this wouldn't be a Bible in in that sense where there are, um, okay. it's it's more like a printing of the Bible. Um, so like the Latin Vulgate as I understand it, that particular version of the Bible that was used in the Catholic church existed, but the Gutenberg Bible is the first one, like on the Gutenberg, like printing press. Got it. That, that, that's what's going on. Cool. Yeah. No, I was, I was, uh, I'm hoping people could see the investigation into that for the authenticity question too, right? It's, it's largely to do with that. Not, not uh, necessarily the timeline there. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, you see the questioning inside of that, you know, let's just say there was a particular line in there, right? That shifted societies, right? It's like, you know, I think the word authenticity is quite important, right? Is that an authentic, uh, you know, uh, line? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there are discussions about that. Like on and, the record, quote from Paul, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and biblical scholarship. I mean, yeah, this is, this is a thing I studied quite a bit, um, you know, 
is it virgin or a young woman? Mm. You know, that that's yeah. a that's a thing. That's right. a thing. Um, you know, how do these things get translated and how does that how does that shift perceptions of the right. thing? So mm. uh, absolutely. Okay. Um so you know, on the authenticity in relation to being human, you know, is it more authentic to be who we are? Uh in terms of continuing to believe what we always believe, or is it more authentic to change our stance if our deepest beliefs have genuinely changed? So, you know, this is a question in politics all the time. Well, as you know, people would call, oh, John Kerry's a flip-flopper. You know, it's like, well, what's what's the difference between being a flip-flopper and being responsive to evidence, right? Being responsive to, you know, obviously you don't want your deepest fundamental beliefs to, you know, just change and flap in the wind. On the other hand, if you just believe what you believe, come what may, with no possibility that your views could ever change in response to new evidence, that's just being dogmatic. And, you know, uh, I, I think in my personal opinion that that's lacking authenticity. Mm -hmm. uh, so being able to shift things. So an example that you and I talked about a bit before we hopped on here and, um, you know, relates to this is, you know, you and I both, uh, were, you know, part of the CrossFit movement, you, you far more so than, uh, me in terms of your, your connection. Um, we but were believers. we were believers, true believers. I mean, yeah. And no, I, I remember the, uh, the true belief and, you know, the fervent, uh, sort of attitude and, um, that, you know, the once that we once had, and now, we don't and we we're talking about well you know what does that mean for the movement and how did that change but what in, in that context there's this question of like what is more authentic to have held on to that belief come what may or to be true to oneself and admit no i see some problems with this and i think there's a better way to go about doing things so that that's you know it's an interesting question yeah i think what what uh really shakes up my brain is to try to come up with um you know, the I'm just having trouble with the political angle, because soon as the political angle comes in, I mean, the the, you know, the idea around politics in it in itself doesn't mean that it's, you know, um, Machiavellian or, you know, nefarious or so. But that's where I'm having a problem with, you know, are you being authentic to what what you are as a representative to what the people want? Or are you being authentic to, you know, what you think should happen? And that, that's where, I, and like in politics, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to say that we're, we're past that point, but, you know, it's, it's really difficult, I think, for whenever the injection of like a politician or politics are put in there, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And hence, you're going to get, oh, flip-flopping. Or no, it's like, well, you know, what's the reason? And people will say, oh, doing it for power. It's like, oh, no, actually, maybe it's doing it because it's a, it's a change in society and they're trying to reflect what the people want in that changed society, you know? So, so, uh, I, I just get jammed in there. I'm not sure if that uh, helps or hinders the, the area, but the, uh, I think probably my point there is also that when you get into it with humans and the, the word you use was fantastic, the dynamics around it, man, it's, uh, it's really hard to grasp uh that person really knowing they're the only one that would have the knowledge of if they're being authentic or not right and i mean yeah and that's that's a good point i mean a lot a lot of it does have to do with intention which we've talked about before but then they don't even know you know if that's correct 
You know, I say they don't even know if that's their authentic self. Some sometimes, yeah, I can I can see that. I, I do think one clue. It's it's not always perfect, but I do think one clue that can, uh, and we can see this in politics and other things. And yeah, sorry for bringing up the. I didn't I didn't mean to have that distract us. No, it's, 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 it's an example of like plenty of times, plenty of times in politics, people's changing their stance is inauthentic, right? It is solely because they think, oh, well, this will get me elected or more power. But there are examples of authenticity where, yeah, the people, uh, you know, didn't want to end school segregation or the people didn't want women to vote. And one way you can tell outside of yourself whether someone's being authentic or not is do they stand to gain anything or even more appropriately for telling their authenticity, what do they have to lose by making this choice? And, you know, they've lost power, respect, but like, it's what they believe. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like that, that can very often be a, a telltale sign into, you know, when someone really has something to lose, but they, you know, we, we talked about at one point, uh, you, you thought this was like a, you're always interested with people like what hill are they willing to die on mm-hmm. that, that, that type of idea. And like, what does it cost them to do that? And when yeah. it costs a lot, you can really kind of get a sense of like, well, they don't have any external reason to do this. So it, it must be because, you know, they, they're being authentic. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, complexity in humans when uh, you get to that. How about oh, my yeah. point? How about my point on, uh, on the, uh, like, so when, when do you think as a, as a general idea, do people, through a lifetime actually get to understanding what their authentic self is. Um, I just keep thinking about um, it just being used, as I mentioned, so many, so much of the past little while as a, like a what seems like supposed to be an antidote for personal improvement and, you know, acceptance of everyone, you know, uh, you know, it brings in those words of inclusivity and et cetera. Um, and the way that you do that is just, just be yourself. Right. But now it's like, be your authentic self, but, but maybe these individuals at this particular, I was just thinking of younger people, they don't even know what, what their authentic self is. Right. So maybe does it, does it bring a biological timeline in that I speak about a lot, right? Your brain grows enough. You have enough life experiences. It's like, oh, (laughs) that's me. You know, like, you know, like I talk about sometimes, when I say something about fitness, I feel really convicted. Like I use that word as like, no, I, I really feel secure in my statement that I make based upon that. Now, Robbie and and others, but mainly you could certainly be like, think about it this way. And I and I change a tiny bit, but it's not it's not a massive like shift of what I feel convicted on. Why? Because that's just me. Like I really do think it's me saying that. And so I, I'm not sure if you got any thoughts on that of. Uh, is it just as simple as, yeah, as you age, you know, um, you get to define what that true authentic self is, um, regardless of a political position in society. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I have a couple of thoughts on that one, one thought, I think it's a really good point. I think one thought is, yeah, it absolutely brings in a biological timeline. I think all of us have had the experience to a certain extent, um, 
you know, when you're a kid, a lot of it's what your parents and your teachers tell you as you get to be an adolescent, you start to rebel and think like, who am I? And, you know, what can I do? And what can I change? And then, you know, in your twenties and your thirties, like it's still a lot of the societal pressures, whether it's, um, you know, jobs or significant others or society. And then, you know, we all know from either parents or grandparents or, you know, just people who are older than us, like to put it crassly, you kind of just start, stop giving a fuck about what other people think. Mm -hmm. And like, you can truly express what it is you, you feel. So there, there, I think biologically there, there is that element of like having enough experience to know what it is you truly believe and not feeling as cordoned off by societal pressures to, you know, say one thing when you really believe another thing. Now on the flip side, it can go another direction. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember back to, uh, I would accompany my grandma to um, the local uh, JCC, the Jewish Community Center in New York, and they would have these discussions on uh, politics among, you know, people of her age cohort at the time, which was like, you know, early 70s and stuff like that. And Boy, was that a calcified, uh, you know, yeah. that, that that's the flip side. Yeah, of it, yeah. yeah that, that's that's where it can get, you know, the, the biological timeline can lead to, uh, you know, leading to calcification and I'm not going to change my views. But I, but I do think there's a very real sense in which the older one gets and the less societal pressures one feels cordoned off by, one can express more of their true authentic self. So... Yeah. So in that line, were you thinking that those individuals were not, they were inauthentic because they had like over a long period of time uh, had an ideology that was different than yours? No, I, th I think there were some that were, I mean, and there was a whole spectrum representative of, you know, certain people who were, you know, super conservative or super liberal. Uh, and I do think there were plenty that were authentic. Um I do think though, um, and you know, this could be wrong and this is, this is where you get to need, you need to get to know someone. Um, but I, I definitely have seen it in those situations and other situations where a view gets so calcified and so hardened that even the attempt to bring in new evidence or new ideas or new perspective on it, um, gets met with immediate, uh, resistance. So, um, yeah, so that would be um, something where I'd wonder how how authentic the view is anymore when it's and it, it's right. It's, it's I mean I think this is one of the things we're yeah. talking about today that's so important. It's like on the one hand, you need to have some foundational core beliefs that are true to who you are, but and you don't want them to just be flapping in the wind. But at the same time how responsive are those to evidence and change over time? Yeah. Is this, this delicate dance between those two? Yeah. Um, and that dynamic notion. So that's, that's kind of my thought there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could certainly see some topics that someone is stringent upon for 75 years. Let's just use one that could, you may not be able to, but of uh, being pro-life, right. Um, or just, you know, anti, anti-abortion. That means like, you know, there's no cases, right. Um, and, uh, you know, I could see that one particular area where over 75 years, you could get a bunch of, you know, th or 35 of those particular avatar people in one area. Um, and they, it's back to our point of definition, they are all being authentic, like they think they're being authentic. I mean, I don't know if this 
blends into your word that, you know, we're going to touch on in regards to sincerity and autonomy and where that kind of fits in. But yeah, I love your point on, I'm sure there's some topics where it's arguable that there is enough evidence, right? So the, so the evidence that, that there is in place, it's, it's like, well, it's not there yet. And so therefore maybe, um, you know, that uh, they are being as authentic as possible. And from an outsider looking in on that, it looks like they're calcified, right? But it's like, well, maybe that's just because, you know, you think that there's more evidence on it that would open up their mind, but you know, who's the, who's the determine who determines that, you know? So, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't have used that topic, but I'm just trying to think of one that was like, I don't know, it could, could some way, shape or form. Maybe you can think of a different one, but that's why I was asking about the, about the um, calcified idea. And if it's, uh, if it's helpful, I'm probably also biased to, learning more over the past little while of like political visions and people's uh people um just having like deeply inherent concepts around how how the whole thing operates right and they're they're not there's in some cases like uh justice power equality or whatever there's like a little bit of a of a closeness right but when you like go back hundreds of years and you like split this, like it really is two different visions, right? <laughs> it's like, and they're clear. And uh, anyways, sorry to get linked on that, but I could see how both sides could get to a long point in time where they're like, no, I'm being authentic when I say that I have these particular beliefs or ideas, you know? Yeah, no, I I, I see that. I think that's a very good point. And it, it, it literally just made me think of something I, I don't think I had thought as much about as, perhaps I should have, but this notion of being authentic to oneself, that's, that's one side of things. Mm. And then maybe this deeper notion or related notion of like being authentic to the situation or the evidence or like, cause anyone, I mean, and, and this is, this is a big thing in philosophy, like appearance versus reality. Like you can, you can say, Oh, I, I believe I'm being authentic to myself to your mm -hmm. blue in the face, but like, are you, mm -hmm. uh, or someone uh, saying, well, I'm presented with, you know, all this evidence and, uh, I'm just going to, you know, ignore it. And that's me being authentic to myself. Um, maybe in that, in that sense, um, but, and, you know, I, I do think that's a relevant sense, but it, it is making me think currently about like, how does authenticity, uh, tie in with notions of, um, not just being true to oneself, but being honest with oneself. Do you know what I mean? Like being, being yeah. honest with oneself about what one is being presented with and how one reacts to it. And so I, I don't have fleshed out yeah. views there. Just something I was thinking about. Oh, that's no, that's great. I, I wrote down uh, when, if someone was to say I'm authentic in what I think I currently know, you know, so to your point, are you being honest with yourself? Well, yeah, they are because that's what they think they know. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I brought into like, it takes a lot, it takes a long time. Like it takes years and experiences and, you know, uh, uh, your, you know, to use tipping your toe in the water of a bunch of different pools, right? Like that's the only way I think to your point, I think what you're saying is like to be able to say, no, when, when you are at that age and you have culminated this, right. And it's multiple different things. And you say this thing, right? I'm authentic in what I think I know about that particular thing. 
I think then, yes, whoever the judge is of that, I would agree that that would be an authentic statement. Um, yeah, so that's why I was thinking like, you know, try to think about, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I just get uh, really jammed up on a, a number of 18 to 25 year olds just screaming this word out loud. You know, like, uh, and, you know, what's the repercussions of that? I think there's massive repercussions of that, of people going for many years thinking they are their authentic self, but they, ha but they haven't even, you know, tipped their toe in the, in the 35 different pools. Right. And does that change over time? And another maybe thing you not. just, maybe, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. And what degree of freedom is there? And I mean, another thing you just made me think of that. I think is a super interesting connection going back to our original definition about authenticity with uh, objects and art is authenticity in a human self-referential. Is that the ultimate judge? Cause it's certainly not in the case of objects and art. Right. 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 You can't just be like, Oh, you know, Trump's like, Oh, this is an authentic Monet. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, and is it, is there a similar sense for humans where like, is it purely self-referential? Is it purely, you know, this person says, well, I'm being authentic. Well, certainly that's a component to it, but, uh, and again, not to bring up the political example, but yeah, no. uh, someone saying I'm being authentic, <laughs> you can yeah. see they're very clearly not being authentic yeah. because they're posing for this, you know, charity event just to get the pictures and what have you. So it, it does make, I don't have a fully fleshed out view there, but I'm so glad you're bringing this up because it's making me think with authenticity, um, there is a self-referential component where you know your truest intentions. But like I was saying earlier, there is this element of from the outside, you can kind of see what's going on too. Like, does someone have something to gain? Does they have something to lose? Yeah. And how does that play into what is authentic and not? Yeah, gosh. So it's making me question the entire thing for the definition of it in a lifetime of a human. Like, I just, just thinking about... Um, it takes a really, really long time for someone to actually be able to make the statement, you know? And I guess to your point then, is that then truly authenticity uh, when like there's 35 other people with multiple different views who listen and go, that person is being their authentic self, you know? And I just use 35 as like, what? 135,000, like everyone has to agree, do you know what I'm saying? And so anywhere along that pathway for that 77 year old, <laughs> you know, um, you know, they could have at one point in time, you know, at 35, had only half the people in the room agree that that's an authentic position statement that they're saying when they're when they're 42, if you're catching me, right? It's like, so, so then really, then is it their authentic self? Well, to the person, they they think they are right listen i'm being authentic when i make this statement <laughs> you know um yeah I, I yeah i'm getting uh jammed on that one for you know being careful to not just rip away the whole the whole concept of is authenticity actually possible when you move into humans yeah, no, I think it's a very good point. I mean, they're, they're definitely, I mean, there's so many paradoxes generated by the notion of authenticity, right? right like, right. I think that's um, why I'm getting jammed there, like on epistemology and knowledge. Oh, gosh. 
Well, I mean, even in philosophy, right, you know, self-knowledge, like they say, know thyself, but that's one of the hardest things to do, right? And, you know, sometimes we do need third parties. So, I mean, I, I totally, I totally agree with you about like, yeah, this, this dance needs to be worked out and it can't just be, well, does the tribunal think you're being authentic and it can't just be, well, you think you are <laughs> very clear, you know, so I don't know what the exact interplay is there, but it's, yeah, it's making me think of these interesting questions about like, you know, and this is another question about authenticity too. a criticism sometimes like it, it brings up this notion of like, is there this, this, this like um, just timeless self that just exists from when you were born? You know, like sometimes people say the notion of the soul or the mind, um, like, is that, are there just core aspects of you that just stay throughout the entire way? Like this essentialist notion, or when we say to be authentic, does it mean just something like, given where one is at one particular time in one's life and one's experiences, you're just being true, true to what you know at that time. Yeah. Is it time fixed? Yeah. And I think that's right. That was perfectly put. Um, and that's my struggle is the abuse of the word, but in both the listener and the sayer's minds, uh, there's a, there's a real big disagreement in, in the, in the use of that word. And I think you just put it eloquently to what where my confusion is um is just it's just, just it's it's used probably with great intentions of really thinking that because who am i to say that that's not what they think is their is their deepest version of them right and now we're now we're you know because you start tipping towing into that territory especially for current times that's <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of Let's just say there's a lot of strife inside of that. Yes. You know, for uh, and I think that's why I wanted to, you know, when we get into uh the word sincerity, and I think that's what has like locked me in there, or sorry, kind of got me off was that there's just a lot of confusion in the use of that particular word, but also <laughs> who determines, you know, I'm still thinking on the outside, yeah, but they really do think <laughs> that that's their. That's right. I can't take that away from them. Right. So anyways. Um... Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a really good question. I mean, yeah, there are lots of, yeah. Super know thyself. Like, you don't even know, <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> you don't even know your left foot. You know, it's like. Uh... Yeah. And there are certain, obviously as individuals, there are certain aspects that we have unique access to about our own self that other people don't, but then they're very clearly, this is, you know, why all sorts of different things exist, you know, third party opinions. There are certain ways in which we're completely blind to what we think we know, mm -hmm. and this is why standards or other things outside of us, you know, can be useful. So, yeah. And why, you know, the make it real world, why, why, uh, um, you know, siblings and uh, family, um, security in a home, uh, feeling of belongingness. Um, this this is the environment in which a lot of this, you know, questioning and and your your point of like third party opinions in civilization can be helpful for people. Right. They allow you to like, oh, you know, and then number of you're not being yourself right now, you know, and if five others who really love you are saying that to you and you get lots of that, that's definitely an opportunity to grow into, I guess, a truer version of an, of your authentic self. But maybe, maybe there's not a lot of that, you know, uh, yeah. for the people who are using those words, right. You know, 
admirably they're using those words, right? Because there's something really nice, as I said, virtuous inside of the concept of being authentic. But uh, maybe you don't have a lot of supporting actors that uh, are willing to say that to you, right? Like, I don't know if you are. I don't know if that really is the, the developing soul in you. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't mean this example to take us too far afield, but just, just something I thought of as you were saying that, like, yeah. what is the whole point of an intervention? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what is the whole point of, you know, drugs right. or alcohol? It's like, you you are not being your true self right now. Like, yeah. you may think this is your truest, yeah. what you should be doing, and yet your friends and your family can see that you're, you know, a kind, loving, you know what I mean? Like, all those different things. Example. That's a so great I, example. I, I do think there is this element of, and I don't but know. But the challenge is, sorry, keep going. The, the, the challenge with that though, as you've seen, if you've ever seen the shows on it, is that the uh -huh. person, the person who's who who comes into the room, a lot of times it doesn't work because they can't deal with their authentic self. Yeah. Like this, that's the, that's where I feel, I feel a lot of empathy and sorrow for that because it's it's like, man, how come that wasn't like, you know, I just feel bad for that situation. And I think there's, it's a, it's happening a lot. It's not alcoholics having interventions. It's, it's just like, it's in the, it's in the process. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like my grandma was a drug and alcohol counselor and I, I used to watch the A&E show all the time. And, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's where this notion of like, there is some third party element to it. There is something I don't know exa exactly again what the proportions are, but there there's some. It, it it can't just be. I think I'm the present king of France. That's my authentic self. Do you know what I mean? Like there 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 you know there is no present king of France. So there there has to be some, um, some dance there. So, um, which brings us to uh, a paradox that you know routinely gets brought up with regard to authenticity, which it relates directly to what we were just saying. On the one hand, being oneself is inescapable, right? Like. What does it mean to not be oneself? We're always the one doing the things we do. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, sometimes we think the things we do are not genuine reflections of who we are and what we believe. Um, and this isn't just some intellectual riddle like, okay, well, how many hairs do I have to pull off my head, you know, individually until I'm bald, where it, that has really no implications for anything. Um, but it has deep implications in this case for personal identity and responsibility and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I wrote, I wrote down the words, uh, exhaustive and, uh, you know, in that, and it's few, it's a, like a futile project. I just see it. And I've said it in multiple different ways. And maybe this is a, an example for other listeners who are coaches in situations for that. Uh, because I actually have by voicing this out to other people, uh, really have helped them where, I indirectly uh, take on the role of like the listener and, and I just voice back what I hear. And I say back to the person, wow, that must be really exhaustive for you to really think that you've been doing these things, but to know deep down, that's not you. Right. And, and that, that ha I, I, I've said that to a lot of people. It's been very helpful um, and you meet with meet them with kindness with that conversation, obviously not like, ha ha, you know, like, look at the time you've been wasting on it. But I just want to speak to it because a lot of people just wear themselves out. They to your point of like, it, it just, it just ends up in being very exhaustive. Like it really burns people. 
um, in their in their own mind, because that lie and those things can only go on for so long, you know, and it eventually comes, unfortunately, to a really, a really rough ending. Um, and now you don't have a now you don't have a, a base platform to go back on unless you, of course, talk to a coach or talk to people. Or people care for you and they want to ask you those tough questions. Right. Um, because, as I mentioned, the other side is very is very dark. Right. They're like, you know, to, to keep that thread going. What happens if they don't believe there is a base support that's worthy? You know, well, that's up to you to, like, try to help them build some great things inside of it. What you got going for you and and uh, just set some small goal steps, et cetera. But anyways, um, thank you for giving me the time to like cut you off on that point because I just, I've helped uh, a lot of people with getting them, uh, the should I say the understanding that that really will come a time where it's very exhaustive. And I've even said it like that. And you can see people just like say, oh my gosh, he really does understand that, right? It's It's like wearing on me, you know? Yeah, people letting out like an audible, like, yeah, and just like yeah. it's so tiring to put on that mask, whether it's with regard to a uh, a job or you know a uh, a relationship, your relationship or familiar relationship or what have you. Yeah, yeah. so um, definitely, definitely. Um, Rousseau uses that in the wording, right? The mask, the society mask, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, a couple other thoughts here. So some famous quotes, Shakespeare, to thine own self be true. Uh, Bernard Williams has this idea, authenticity is the idea that some things are in, a, some, are in some sense really you or express what you are and others aren't. So again, you have this, you know, and philosophers have been trying to make sense of this since, you know, Plato's tripartite self and, you know, the, the idea of the... Uh, the charioteer and the the horse and the the elephant and the rider and you know this notion of there being different aspects um to who you are i love that uh, i love uh, that that definitely summarizes where my tension is it puts it into beautiful words some of the things you think you are you are and some things you're not that that's just beautiful such simplicity yeah, I mean, you know, within the Western intellectual tradition and also the religious tradition, I mean, the typical answer to this, and this is this is a question too that I would raise with my students a lot. Ah, it's your higher self, right? Mm. It's not. It's not those. Uh, it's not those sexual urges. It's not the desire for food and gluttony. That's that's your base self. That's your human self. That's your you know the flesh versus the spirit. It's it's your higher self. That that's mm. you. Mm. Well, is it? Yeah, right. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, you know, how much of the uh how much of you is the elephant and how much of you is the rider? And yeah. is it the combo of the two? Is it yeah. it's not just the rider, but it's not just the elephant? Is it when the two are working in harmony? Like yeah, that is an interesting question. Yeah, is that the other way that you go about uh free will? Uh is that another is that some lines inside of there too? Like yeah. you coming up with those choices or just inside of a game of choices that you can make good choices, but they're not your choices to make kind of thing. Is that what, yeah. I'm, what I'm sensing from that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about this on one other episode, but yeah. uh, a, a, a quick thing here is uh, Harry Frankfurt has this notion of first order desires and second order desires. And he talks and this relates to free will and he talks about how there's a, there's a difference between animals only have first order desires. According to him, I want to eat, I want to sleep, I want to have sex, so on and so forth. 
humans are able to reflect on their desires and then choose whether to act on those desires or not. So he makes the distinction between a willing addict who has a first order desire, I want drugs, and a second order desire that says, yeah, even if I weren't addicted, like this is genuinely what I want to do. And the unwilling addict who has this first order desire that's pulling him or her in that direction and the second order desire to say, no, if, if I had the opportunity, I'd really want to get out of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That directly relates to free will and that notion of our authentic selves. Cool. Cool. Um, it's an ideal. It's something people strive for as something that they hope to be again. It that paradox, like if it were just a matter of us doing what we do, there'd be no issue, right? Like <laughs> there's no issue to you being authentic self because you're just doing what you do. But that we all understand inherently that there's some notion of like some of the things I do or believe aren't my truest self. And as much as possible, I want to aim in that direction. It's, it's something to strive for. It is a standard. And going back to some of our conversations about standards, it's not something that's just like a you by default have done it. You know, you yeah. haven't just run a mile because you think you've run a mile. You haven't done yeah. 10 pull-ups because you think you've done 10 pull-ups, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. The, uh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> good. good, good. <laughs> uh, teed you up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, let's go. <laughs> no, let's go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like we need to pause. Um, now a word from our sponsors. What's that? Now a word from our sponsors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, not much actually. Um, let's let's continue and blend it into the authenticity and fitness and fitness coaching. Um, okay. But but. Uh, All right, last piece here, and then yeah, we'll get into the uh, fitness piece. So authenticity with regard to different things. So kind of like we were talking about before, you can talk about authenticity with relation to yourself, relationships, profession. So just to take some quick examples here, uh, you know, authenticity versus potential inauthenticity with this, with regard to the self, uh, are you who you want to be? Inauthenticity would be things like, do you routinely betray yourself? Um, you know, what you believe and what you want to be uh, in relationships do your actions and belief that you share with others reflect who you truly are? That would be authenticity. Whereas inauthenticity would be, you know, do you regularly lie to others or hide who you are for social acceptance? And then with profession, which we've talked about before in coaching and the fitness collective and stuff like that, do you believe deeply and wholeheartedly in what you are doing for a living? Um, or do you just do what you do for money, fame, et cetera, while you're banning your true values? Um, Sometimes it can be easy, but very often it's a difficult thing. And, you know, even for the most authentic among us in anything, I mean, this is another thing too, like there's not an easy scale to be able to like adjudicate this, right? Or you can just like put one set of things on one side and the other set of things on the other side. Um, no matter how authentic you are in your profession, no matter how authentic you are in a relationship with yourself, there are always going to be things that, you know, You'd rather not be balancing the books. Do you know what I mean? There are always going to be these like little things that are like, well, would I really be doing this now? But this is necessary to do what I want. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, balancing the books isn't, it's certainly not nefarious or going against who you are, but it's not like, oh, I, I would love to do this. Yeah. Um. So, or, you know, household budget or something like that. So there are always going to be these things. And maybe we can say, well, you can still be authentic if they're maybe neutral or they don't go against what you believe versus things that do. But I just want to point out that like 
even with this ideal, there's I, I can't imagine I can't fathom a scenario where like anyone is living or existing where they're not doing some things that are like, well, these are the things I've got to do that I'm not a huge fan of, but I got to do to even get to where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that takes experience for people to get to that understanding. And if we use the word like uh, a vitality authority, as opposed to a fitness coach, but a vitality authority figure, I think a lot of people have got to that point where they can actually share what you just said there to with other people. Uh, only when they've had the aha moment of like, oh, I've been experiencing this vitality process myself, right? Doing exercise and like eating good food and then seeing these benefits build up and accumulate. And they're like, I want to teach other people about it, you know? And it, to that point there is, you know, bringing it into like the fitness coaching idea and like where authenticity fits in that. I think it takes, because I just thought, as you were saying, I saw that really authentic person you know, what I judge as being the authentic person from the experienced, you know, I'm just going to give an avatar. It's not this particular person, but it's a, uh, a person who uh, uh, had a job for a number of years, uh, just a different job, uh, got into fitness, fell in love with the concept of self improvement and physical struggle and et cetera. And then just wanted to leave the entire former vocation because they wanted to tell other people about this thing that they had experienced. So those people, I'd, I was used to say, those are my, and don't take this wrong way for all of my students, but those were my best students because they had, they had an open, open mind and possibly, possibly they were more authentic in their, in what they wanted to give across to someone, like how to be authentic in your physical expression or how to be authentic. Cause I think it came from a good place where they were like, this really is me. Like I'm telling you what I really think is great about this thing and physical expression and, and uh, eating great food and all the things I've learned from that, et cetera. Right. Back squats, how there's, how they're uh, so positive for, uh, for future, <laughs> future health. <laughs> you know, I've learned these things. I got to tell you, <laughs> um, I, 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 as you were saying it, I was like, yeah, I've seen a lot of those people. They really are authentic. And again, it ties in the principles inside of fitness too. It's going to take a long time before you can get there possibly to speak to others about it because you got to like, you know, at, to your point, you got to get third party opinions. Is the, is this, is this really me? You know? And after 20 years, you're like, man, that job sucks. It wasn't really me, but you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? And now I'm in this point. So I'm not sure if that connects to your previous point there on the, you know, who am I true, who I truly am and, or what are the, what are the part, quote unquote, the parts that I play in this game, you know, per day. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely does. And I mean, it, it connects us directly into the fitness and authenticity question. And then I'm fine to start wherever you'd like, because there are a bunch of different okay. things we could talk about. But one thing I just thought about as you were discussing that that made me think about some stuff we've discussed with Kant and some things we've discussed with Aristotle. You know, one thing that immediately comes to mind about coaching and authenticity and fitness coaching and authenticity that I'm sure you've experienced. Uh, I know I've experienced, I know a lot of people listening have experienced, you know, you have a client come in and say, um, you know, I want to do this crazy amount of volume for, I don't yeah. know, let's take whatever. Excel like Excel sheet, uh, Excel sheet, back squat program. Yeah, like, yeah, they want to do this Bulgarian program and like they don't have any motor control or, you know, they want to 
I want to do zero carbs to lose, you know, weight in 60 days for a wedding or what have you. Now, this is this is genuinely an interesting question to me because I, I wonder back and forth, like, on the one hand, there's the part of, I suspect both you and me and lots of others where it's like, not to be mean or rude, but like, no, like a Steve Jobs-esque, like, no, that's a load of horseshit. And I actually think you're going to harm yourself, like genuinely. Yeah. And then there's the part of like, well recognizing the psychology of human beings and that's just going to push them more in the other direction and like well what if we were to think about this and could we you know finagle it that way and like is that being inauthentic like are, are when you do something like that are you like as the coach you mean yeah like are you yeah, are you being sure. authentic as the coach of, and I, sure. yeah, I know this is particular interest and in like what's that dance because that's right on the one truly they will just be like, okay, fuck you. You know, if you think it's a little horseshit and if you slap me in the face with that, like most people are just going to run out the door. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what they need. But yeah. on the other hand, like how much of that, well, can we talk about, you know, squatting every once every three days or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, that, that dance. Yeah. So, but I think yeah. if you're, if you know, yeah, I think if you know, you're going about that strategy because you think it's the way through over time, I think, you know, by, by, you could say it like this, although it's not going to come up on our shirt like it would in Westworld. <laughs> I want to slap you in the face. Yeah, I think, you know, we could find a halfway here. Yeah. Um, but I think if you say to them, listen, you know, I, I feel I'm being inauthentic when I say that we could find a halfway to this, right? Let's talk about psychology, the long term. You know, I'm going to educate you on the long term consequences of the no carbs for 60 days and the behaviors that it does. I also want to speak honestly with you about the actual observable, measurable data of, yes, you could lose 30 pounds, right, in 60 days, right, by this. So I don't want to discount that either, right, because you can hold me to the fire on that one. But I think if the coach says that, listen, I'm being inauthentic. I'm even saying it out loud by saying that I think that this other path might work. Are you okay with that? Like knowing that that's not my authentic self saying that, I think that may be a way through for it as opposed to being. So I think it is, yes, inauthentic on the coach's behalf. If they, if they do the back and forth within the back of their head, you're just like, this is stupid. This whole, this whole, like, you know, I, I think we go back to just because it's, you know, we use the, the word such in frequency, uh, high frequency because of Brandon, uh, reconciliation will happen. You, the, the, you're you going to have to reconcile these things. There's always trade-offs, right? Yeah. So I don't know what you think about that. If, 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 if it's uh, I don't think they'll leave you if you're maybe saying that right from the get-go, maybe we can use a different word for it. Right. So it doesn't sound as like, Oh, geez. So you're being dishonest with just going along with me on this, <laughs> you know, maybe we can find a different word. Um, but in the back of your mind, I think if you know, it's an inauthentic, authentic stance because it might lead somewhere. I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air on that one. If you're aware of it. Yeah, I am too. And I mean, I, I like the way you phrased it. And, you know, obviously we both agree that like the one extreme of like, no, it's total horseshit. What are you talking about? That's maybe a bit too much. And then the other side of like trying to uh, finagle the Bulgarian split squat program is too much, but yeah, just being, just being honest with them and saying, Hey, um, I'm not being, true and honest to myself and i want to be honest with you about um where i stand and what i truly think um but yeah it's it's always this dance right because because you know even in a year of 
coaching someone, you can see them. I've, I've had it many times where like, I finally get it now. I finally get it now. Um, and like, but I didn't Uh hit him with the hammer Uh over the head. Um, it's, it's this dance of like, I see what you're saying, but could we try this? And, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a, a formulaic answer to the question. It's, you know, it's, it's no. the art. It's yeah. the art. Of yeah, that it is. And, and also the environment, like the situation that they're in, right? As example, I could sit here and I have every right, you know, to say, no, that's stupid, right? Yeah. As a general answer, right? And then also coaches could speak to an audience of people um, and say it, as I mentioned, in a different word, right? Or they're like, listen, uh, you know, if I allow all of you to like do this six week challenge project, you know, just want to let you know, you know, uh, I'm being, I wouldn't use the word, but I'm being inauthentic in my beliefs for the general consensus to what we should do for six weeks, right? <laughs> but, right, but, you know, I possibly am going to give a little bit of effort to it, you know, culminating in gaining of knowledge and some aha moments because I can control the situation, et cetera. And I'll allow you to get there, but you just can't handle the truth today. So <laughs> we're just going to move forward, you know, and if that doesn't sound too, you know, militant or um, authoritarian or, you know, uh, oh, I know. And, you know, uh, was it was it parentalism or et cetera? Parentalism. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I think that's a good point. It's always I, that dance. I mean, I deal with it all the time. You know, it was ironically in uh, what uh, my colleague had asked on the on the feedback from disagreements in fitness, right? About like the back squat, right? It's like, do you just tell them that truth right away, you know, or do you say, well, you know, um, you'll you'll come to know. <laughs> I'm gonna find a, a middle ground here as we go down the road, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's always there. It's always there. But I think what was helpful in that whole thing was that. Maybe we can come up with uh, just the the knowing that it is under our definition an inauthentic stance. But if you make the person aware of that, see now it kind of changes. Now you're not like doing that to give up responsibility. You know, you're just saying, listen, I can't, I can't unknow what I know about what the best path is for you. <laughs> and if we know within our environment and our relationship that pathway can't unfold tomorrow <laughs> because of a list of things, you know, I could surely give you some ideas to how to fast track that. That's where I generally just shorten it and be like, listen, just have a conversation like a longer one, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, but not everyone can do that. Right. Uh, I, not everyone can do what, well, not everyone can let me talk for two hours on, well, what do you mean by have a conversation? And the system doesn't support individuals doing that with clients. <laughs> There's not a lot of opportunity for that. So I, I wanted to continue with that too, to say that, well, Robbie, you actually can be authentic and not, you know, indirectly. It's like a, it's like a really slow slap for two hours. You know? <laughs> Waving in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> or it just happens for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Really? Side note, have you ever seen slap fighting, by the way? No. Brandon and I, Okay. Brandon, he was showing me some highlights the other day. Like, basically, it's like two people, like, this is an actual sport, like the UFC, like two people just standing across from each other and like 
the other just has to take the one oh two, man three, just like straight to the face and then the other person gets their shot and it made me think of Gosh. uh you, you know chris rock <laughs> the, um, the spiritual version of that that may occur sometimes when, oh yes okay in, in, in my in, face in, yes um so it's not it's not man, a full do people get like who determines who determines uh who gets to go first I think that's maybe a coin toss, but basic. I mean, I'm not a an expert. Coin toss. Can yeah. people get knocked out? Oh yeah, I mean, well, it's like it's like that's how Magic Johnson went to Lakers was a coin toss. Uh, you know, luck of the draw. But I mean, so basically, the uh, I mean, yeah. But I was just thinking the physical repercussions if someone's really good at it and they win the coin toss. Like, you can't tell me that all your nervous system is ready to rock and roll for the opposing slap after getting hit first. No, like they significant difference. I mean, like they gotta basic, have, they gotta put they gotta put like a uh, Vegas style. <laughs> There's gotta be like a full board in Vegas when someone wins the coin toss. Like, ah, you know, like all this betting happening, right? Yeah, I mean the the basics of how someone wins is they. Uh, I mean, either the person gets knocked out or they and or they have to uh if they're not able to come back to the barrel which is like what it happens over like they're standing across from each other over a barrel like uh within a minute and be coherent then it's a it's a tko but like it's far in a, in a lot of ways it's far more dangerous than boxing or mma because it, it's just there's no there's no nothing uh-huh you gotta take it you gotta take it yeah so you know is there a um is that a metaphor for authenticity? Just, just being able to just sit there and just like your hands are behind your back, you've got your ear plug in, you've got your, uh, so your eardrum doesn't rupture and you yeah. can't tuck your chin. You've just got to, you just got to take it. The... <laughs> and as you, as you get hit, they say, this is you. <laughs> this is the Deal real with. you. <laughs> this is your truest self. <laughs> Yes, we've got to it. We, we've transformed the bullshit around. This is your truest self to a taking a slap. This is how consultations will take place in the future. Basically. Yeah, but yeah I'd it... like to. No, that was a stupid idea. What was I about to say? Yeah, they reached Zen enlightenment. <laughs> Dude, I came up with so many so many fitness consulting spoofs of this big white hand with you know that nice loud sound of the slap like the digital sound that, yeah i love that i find that so funny <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm gonna come up with and you know what it's gonna be called the authentic self that's what the hand is gonna be called oh gosh like oh, that's so good i like it all the questions are going to answer on the forums in CCP in LearnRx. It's just going to be this big white hand that reaches out. Yeah. <laughs> and then with uh, VR and AR in the future, they can actually feel. Yeah, you're going to have a consult. You're going to have a consult with me, and I'm going to be a hologram that you're going to feel actually like, wow. You know? They've digitized your hand. So like, I'm it's so just thankful that hand. you made me see into my real self. <laughs> Oh, gosh. 
That was great. Thank you so much uh, for the slap fighting. I got two things down now. Merchandise for us around our sayings that are going to go on mugs that I'll just uh, let our audience know it's coming down the pipeline. T-shirts and mugs. With great sayings. Uh, we won't give up what those are, but uh, uh, maybe authenticity maybe inside of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think so. And uh, no, but I like I like your metaphor of the 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 slow slap and it made me think of um you know we, we've talked a lot about how you know culture today obviously especially fitness culture <laughs> which is inauthentic in a lot of ways has impacted people's desire for like quickness and things like that but it also made me think of like you know you, you see the, quickness of attaining knowledge or quickness or of quickness of results or attaining knowledge oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like it makes me think of like you know, the master apprentice relationship, you, you yeah. know, see all these movies and hear these things about like, you know, the Shaolin monks. And it's like yeah. patience, you the know, elongated, like, yeah. yeah, really elongated walk up the stairs. Oh, I'm up the stairs. Go back and walk up again. Right. Mr. Yeah. Miyagi, like, wax on, like, yeah. you know, that, that, that type of thing where like, there's this dynamic, I think, inherent in the teacher, student, master, apprentice, where like the master knows certain things that the apprentice just, you, you you can convey some things but you can't convey others yeah and that dance of like how do you how do you teach this to the person in a way that meets them where they are but is also true to what you know so i feel like that is a yeah that's a great you know to tie in our words right that the coach in what you just described is being their authentic self as much as possible and it takes a long time as the client to get to the point with all that patience to really know yourself through all the work that goes into that. When we're taking those two areas, right? The coach and the client, let's call it the, you know, the, the apprentice and the master, right? The master, we, we go to the master. I think that in, in, I'm not sure if you agree, but I think that what, that's what pulls us to, to people when we sense, even if we're wrong in our sense-making, when someone says something, even if we're wrong in our sense making, but we really think we are, that says something that's like really, really, it, it attract really powerful. It attracts us to them, and I think what that thing might be in the in the mentor sense, right, the uh, master sense, is that they're saying something that to them is really authentic, and I think we're attracted to that more as opposed to even the message. What's your thoughts on that? Like it's a, yeah. it's a, they're giving off a symbol of like, you know, just be, just be real as bad as it is, man, I can't believe I just said that, but cause it is now like a social media platform. Um, gosh, I can't believe I just thought about that after this period of time, the psyop that's inside of the new, the new social media platform, be real. What does that say? Robbie, think about that, right? Be your authentic self. Oh my gosh. Within social media. It's Is liberty being authentic? They're not. Oof. That was a yeah. Uh, no, Anyways, your I, thoughts on that? Or do you ever feel that or sense it? Or are you feeling what I'm talking about? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, that gets talked to, I mean, correct me if, if, if I think I'm hearing what you're saying. So correct me if this is not it, but like 
this gets talked a lot about how particularly in American culture, like uh, why are we so susceptible to uh, like hoodwinkers and, you know, people who have like powerful personalities and are super extroverted. It's like very often whether someone is being authentic or not is a secondary concern relative to like how powerful is their personality? How much are they? Yes. Because the person is looking at that going, Oh my gosh, they're being so true to themselves. (laughs) This is what the, this is what the people are thinking. Right. right? Where the people who are not thinking that are like, Ooh, that's an inauthentic message. (laughs) You know, uh, so yeah, there's, there's a, and as I was trying to give the other idea where there is actually, you know, there, they are speaking of what would be agreed upon as being good and right. And I think that a lot of people look at that and even regardless of the message they're speaking, they really just appreciate this person's attempt at being their most authentic self. And I think they, they just see that they're like, oh, that's a very brave you know, a uh, really strong attempt. Right. You know? And I think that's what attracts a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there can be certainly cases where someone is being authentic with that. And then there can be cases where, you know, it's, it's faux authenticity in the sense of like someone's donning the cape of certitude and, yes. uh, yes. you know, but, but they don't uh, have any conviction in it, but and that, but that and that's what sells, and that brings up an interesting question too about authenticity: is to what extent, um, you know, does true authenticity answer to um, doubt or uncertainty, or you know, the people who are listened to? Yeah, often are the people who are like, no, this is the yeah. way, this is the light, this is the truth, no exceptions. But you know, uh, we're all <laughs> anyone who knows anything about anything knows that all of us are fallible human beings and views can change and we need to be responsive to evidence. And so is being authentic to oneself, having a little bit of, you know, doubt or uncertainty or saying, Hey, this is what I provisionally believe for now. And it could change. And yeah. So it's, it's a very, yeah, I'm seeing the same because you brought up business and marketing. uh, Although I don't know if you said the word I wanted to talk about it is, uh, Because uh, I think that, yeah, that it's, I see it as the same thing, meaning like there's, there's always going to be a question, right? There's always going to be a question of, is that really authentic? You know? Um, And I think there, when you get into, I see it more clear that when it's inside of marketing or politics, it's more, it's, it's easier for me to, to look at that lens and say, I'm not, I don't think that's authentic, Yeah. but I do know, (laughs) I do know that they know that the message they're trying to share is that for a particular reason. I think what comes out in the end is like, it'll always come down to that. Well, is that good or is it bad? Well, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe they were inauthentic, but maybe it moved a million people, you know, or maybe they're inauthentic, but maybe it brought 10 million out of poverty. Like, I don't don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, again, does it really matter there? But I can tell you inside of the landscape uh, of fitness and fitness marketing, it's a uh, completely inauthentic message, in my opinion. Um, And, uh, you know, I just, because I I know it has been done, you know, both from my mouth uh, indirectly. Uh, Is that, uh, you know, immoral? Well, I don't know. But because it was just, I was just saying what I thought was, you know, the truth right <laughs> and but but that was that that was marketing right it's it's marketing too so was i being authentic yeah i was at the time but 
is it uh, really from an outsider's perspective or a future tense of me looking back at that? No, it was inauthentic. You know, it was an inauthentic quote unquote message, you know? So I think it's, and I think inside of fitness is just, gosh, I think that does then come down to a separate conversation, maybe for you and I and our topics of like, well, what is good in fitness? What is, <laughs> what's the best path for humans? What is, what's vitality, et cetera. And then if you just like come up with those and then you just turn your back over here to like, what is the messaging and marketing in fitness? It's like, oh man, those are, those are completely inauthentic, right? Completely inauthentic. Back to your point of the slow slap, right? It's a very, very slow slap. And we just start with like the hand up in the air and it's like a false, you know, false idea. Uh, yet what we know, we talk over here, it's like, oh, it's just like a real hard slap to the current audience that doesn't have any idea what authenticity, authenticity is inside of fitness. But, you know, I'm not sure if even our discussion on that is, you know, for the purpose of it uh, to really get anywhere. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was, but it's just to, uh, you know, allow all of us to recognize the, uh, you know, inauthentic political positions that people take to sell a product, right? It's just, it's just there in fitness all the time. Oh, yeah. Are you interested in fat loss? Live a larger life. Yeah, the hit. Yeah, the hit. Like, like yeah. it, 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 but it, it's, live a larger it, life has to come after they've taken the hit, though, because you did it like as the hit was happening. Oh, okay. Unless you think that that would be like a, a quick. Well, that's that's the message that's downloaded message. Yeah, that's the message that's trying to be conveyed. Oh, got and, it. Got and, it. And then they realize, oh, live a larger life. Got it. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you know, uh, I mean, we've discussed this before, but I mean, if it, I I can't imagine there's any more marketable topic within fitness and health these days than fat loss, right? And yeah. we've talked about so many you know uh problematic intentions around that and what is it what do you do once the fat's lost and how do you sustain and nutrient density and living a larger life and blah 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 and yet that is what people are focused on so this you know this this dance back and forth about like you know uh if i want to help them i need to talk to them in the way they understand but on the other hand the way they understand is so lower order what do i what do i do so, yeah yeah and that's the elongated you know, to give some at least answers to that elongated conversation, education, continued awareness, patience on behalf of the coach, you know, being able to go back and forth, recognizing they're going to come back in every three days, you know, like this is the whole process. That's the whole process. That's the quick summarized answer to like, how do you come up, you know, how do you deal with that tension? And uh, that tension has to be dealt with individually. That's my perspective. Anyways, it has to be dealt with individually. Yeah, I think I think what we need is an AI that transfers truth about like living a larger life, setting good intentions into Instagram speak. So like you're you're saying exactly what you want to say. Oh yes. But then they yes. put in like the buzzwords, and so it, you're uh -huh. you're being authentic right here. Yeah, right. But it transfers it into this. Oh, I was thinking the ball. They shake the ball, right? The ball will tell them. You know, and each, you'll know, always come up with like, no, you're being stupid. You know, that would be the, the ball's answer. It's like, oh, the ball, what the ball says. But really, it's just AI generated, right? Yeah, just Based I heard your question and you're being stupid right now. <laughs> the ball says. Yeah, the ball says. I, I didn't program the ball. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Well, 
uh we still have quite a bit to uh to chat about you want to call this a uh part one we get yes to part sir yep uh i'm i got some things here to talk about too in the uh the second portion so maybe on the second portion we will go back and revisit the starting short points on the definition mm -hmm. of authenticity the definition of authenticity as to how it relates to objects the carryover to humans and then very quickly rehash our initial just points there on if on inauthenticity in fitness and fitness marketing and fitness coaching but then elongate it out for um maybe some solutions to what we do about it and also uh how to go about uh navigating uh the <laughs> the current inauthenticity that's out there you know because i think we actually do want to do that with this project and with the conversation we're not just doing it to to be critical we actually do want to have some action steps from people to learn from it and and uh go out and know when they're doing it know how to call it know when to point it out and then i think we'll 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 make some movements based upon that yeah absolutely and i think that was a great summary and yeah i mean so a lot of this episode today ended up being laying kind of the philosophical groundwork for discussions around it and we touched on fitness and authenticity uh you know uh, a bit towards the end there but i think yeah next time absolutely kind of like you were saying like much more in-depth discussion about fitness and authenticity and practical solutions for how to move forward. Yeah. Super. Thanks, man. Thank you so much.